This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Check, check, check. One, two. One to the two. One to the two. Two, 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 two. Hey, Scotty. What's up? I'm coming back. Oh, got a toot. Hold on. The audio fun bag is brought to you by Responsibly Vodka and Norman's Electronics. And now we kick it. I know you're making your way. Chapter 51 of the audio fun bag, all brought to you by Responsibly Vodka. Drink responsibly. Don't tell me how to drink. Norman's Electronics, NEIUSA.com, book service online, or give them a call, 770-451-5057. Taking care of that vintage audio equipment and your home appliances as well. What a letdown, by the way. Episode 51. Like, I thought 50 was this big crescendo. We made it. Everything else. And then here we are, 51. It kind of feels like we're going to catch up with the Super Bowl here soon. No, we're going to pass it. Like, we may pass it. Yeah, we'll easily pass it before next year's Super Bowl. Unless something happens to you. Oh, that's true. Maybe you don't see Easter. I could die. That could always happen. You never know. Speaking of death, have you you watched Soul yet? Have your daughters made you watch Soul? I have not watched Soul. Are you aware of what Soul is? I am aware because they watched it when it came out on Disney Plus a few weeks ago, and they said it was an excellent movie. This is 22. This is a little McDonald's character. This is 22 that's in my backpack that I just pulled out. Okay. So Jamie Foxx is the lead character, and he is a African-American musician, a jazz, I believe, is he a pianist? Pianist? Whatever. I'll go with whatever you say. Okay, cool. I'm very pliable today. So, you know, they spend the first, like, five, seven minutes just kind of getting introducing you to the character. Like, here's Bambi's mom, and then all of a sudden, boom! He goes down. Oh, no, he dead. Right, for the count. Yeah, like seven minutes in. And then he ends up in purgatory, and then he ends up getting on this escalator that's taking him to a bright light. So within seven minutes, Disney has created a movie that I know how to explain to my four-year-old what the fuck death is. Like, how cool is that? Thank you, Disney, for everything you've given us and me having... Next time, how about you make a movie with two Disney characters having sex so I get to explain the birds and the bees to my two-year-old? How about that, Disney? Great job! That is pretty stressful. Now, my daughters both understand that, but when you're talking about, like, three- or four-year-olds, that can be a tough one. And he just he, he's just dead. He's just gone. And so the movie is called Soul because this is the little soul. This is 22, the soul right here. It's a very funny movie. I just wasn't expecting to explain... Death to my child. Isn't that everything about Walt Disney, though, that a lot of it deals with mommy issues and death when you start really getting down to it? Yeah, but for the most part, they've kind of turned a corner, have they not? Like, Moana had both their parents. I think that's the first Disney princess. <laughs> Whoa, they didn't lose one of them. actually had both. But even, like, going back, when Disney characters... you Bambi's the only one I can think that you actually saw... Yeah, the ending of the that. The parent die. Like, Frozen... You see the boat go down under the water, <laughs> the ship, and you realize they gone. No, but the thing is, you can lie to your children at that point in time. Like, the whole elf on the shelf thing, I don't feel bad lying. Like, no, nah, they're fine. They're just living on the island with Maui. That's all. Yeah, Be- it's a lie. So can I bring up <laughs> what happened this past Saturday night? Please. You, you, j- it, you joined me. Is it more death story? Oh, we're going to talk about fighting! For UFC 257... And you came over along with our friend. They call him 
Zark Minow. No, it's Mark Zinno. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service, Mark. Check out his Hazard Ground podcast. No, he doesn't need help on that. He's no, got he doesn't. Listeners. He's got two and a half million people downloading <laughs> that thing. And Mark's like, do you think it has any value? I'm like, bitch, you just passed Joe Rogan and listen. I was like, you're oh fine. my God, you're doing great, Mark. <laughs> Somebody advertise with Mark. <laughs> so, Just not we, you, Jamie Norman, and Norman's Electronics. That's right. You keep it over here. So how about this? You show up. And I'm glad y'all were right on time. You said right on 8 o'clock. Prelims were getting going, starting to get some fights. Got some gummies, got some drinks. We're good to go. Everything was great. We're having a good time. And I notice, wait a minute, because I come downstairs to the basement. You would set up in the basement along with Mark. And I didn't mind. I was like, you're on the couch. It's perfect. Dog, you were in my chair, though. Like, there's only one chair. Like, it is a row of four couches that are they're all put together. And they're all set up to where... They will all lean back. The two on the outside are, are electric, so you, you know, hit the little motor or drop back. The two in the middle are not. Damn, you rich. And so I've always been able to tell, like, when I show up at somebody's house, like, I wait for them to kind of get to their spot. Because you know, you can normally tell when you walk into someone's room, by the way, which one is their spot. Like, for yours example, there is a nice little end table set up where you can put your drinks right there. And all the remote controls are there. And, and that seat is worn differently. All the other seats are in pretty good shape. That can, one, you can tell. You can tell your ass cheek is a little heavier on the left because it leans that way. But you know what? There's You've a little also- indentation in the chair where that's where the elbow sits when you're reaching for the drink and the remotes. And so my mind, you know, I immediately, I'm, I'm like Mark Zinno. When I enter a room or enter someone's man cave, immediately, you know, Zinno thinks like, where's the first point of exit and the second point of exit and everything else? And if someone attacks, what do I do? I do the same thing. When I come into your room, though, I look at, What's the most comfy place to sit? Where would low sit? And then you know what I do? I sit in it. You took my seat <laughs> for the evening. I moved over. I didn't I just brought it up one time. I was like I was like, "Dog, you're in my chair." And you kind of look at me like, "Well, you want me to move?" Okay, cuz you were already getting comfortable. Then here's the thing. And you'd already re- you'd already reclined all the way back. Then don't yeah. have those stupid little signs that you have in your house that are very beautiful by the way that say like Make yourself at home. Home is where the heart is. Everything else. Because guess what? That's what you're going to do. Then I'm going to make myself at home. So like, then, this is not just a gesture. I came in and you said, hey, Hoyt, mi casa, su casa. And I don't speak Spanish, but it sounded like you said, your house, sit wherever the hell you want. Now, here's the other fun part of this. I thought that maybe you would position yourself closest to the door because, well, I mean, what if something happens? I can get out easily. You know, fire. Or oh, my want, God. Or if I want to smoke cigarettes. Or... <laughs> Which, by the way, the bathroom is like 15 feet away. It is a, was it D-recline, incline the couch back up to normal, Mm -hmm. walk like eight steps, turn to the right, bathroom is there. You're right. But you chose the walk two steps, turn out the door... (laughs) And, and pee right there on the side of my house. Okay, look, we, we've covered this. You, were sta- you would stand out, you would turn all of two feet and then pee outside my door. Look, we've covered this in previous podcasts, but a little bit of my manhood has gone away since, you know, I don't supply any monetary value to the house. Right. And I just raise the children and everything else. So, so this was your chance to act out? So the fact that I was just out with men doing manly things, like, you know what? Yeah, I was going to take a pee in the yard because what do men do? They go out and pee in the yard. What do women do? They pee on a toilet sitting down. This was the difference of, of between you and me. I needed this, Los. Don't take this. I know. No, I'm not. I'm glad you did it. So I brought this up with my wife and she goes, 
you do that. And I was like, yeah, but I do it. But I always put my head over here so I could still see back in to see the TV. You were intentionally not even looking at the TV. Just you said, I'm just going to go pee out here in the yard. There is something about. like I'm like, oh, let me make sure and see what's happening on third down. There is something about college football weather. And I'm not talking about like Georgia Auburn when they play now in September. I'm talking about when they played in November. Yeah. The crisp air, the brown leaves on the ground, and a man outside with a cigarette in his mouth peeing on grass <laughs> and a drink in his hand and peeing on grass. And there is something good about that feeling. And I just wanted that for a moment. So relatable to me once you put it that way. Thank you. I'm not even mad at you. I just wanted to bring it up because I thought in my mind, I thought to myself, he is really coming back. Like this was a moment for him to be back. <laughs> like it was, he's been at his house and he's been Brian for the past like two months. Brian. But he was Hoyt that night. He was like, what do you got there? Is that a gummy? That's mine. Hey, what do you got there? Hey, that old fashioned. Can you bring me another? That's mine. Oh, look, a beer. Disappear. It's like you were doing all the things that make Brian into Hoyt. And for a night, now, did you enjoy the fighting, though? Yes. Because the, the women fight was, I think, the one that okay. you got the most excited about. Okay, bitches on bitches be fighting. <laughs> that was fun stuff. Like, I didn't, there was so much stuff that I learned. Like, first off, you get to touch a girl's boobs if you're the trainer. <laughs> secondly, that's what jumped out to you. Secondly, you can punch a girl in the boobs, like I, because kicking in the junk is not allowed if you're a dude, right? But I, you can punch a girl in the boobs. How does that make sense? I don't know if they're able to directly do it, but the combatants, combatants aren't looking to, to score knockouts off of boob shots. Oh, that would be the only way to get knockouts. I'd be like 30 and 0 and like 29 boob shots, one TK. Because you would just be flicking. <laughs> you would just do your high school flick. <laughs> gotcha again. <laughs> You're down. No, but the, the chick fighting was awesome. They're strong. They're fast. You realize, because all of us, remember, Mark is a trained killer in the room. And Mark's like, man, I don't know about taking her on. No. Like he's like, like she, can kick, she would kick my ass. Then there was the McGregor thing. And I don't know if it was a McGregor letdown. Because this was my first chance to actually watch McGregor fight. Right. And I've heard all the stories and everything else and watch for his left hand and he's baiting people with his he's, left he's hand and everything else. Yeah. And then instead I watch a dude, I watch a tree get kicked down by the shins. And that is what is so interesting about this 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 entire event, this entire sport. Like he is he is mythical. Conor McGregor, and oh. I know he's not number one right now, but he is mythical overall, whether it's his trash talking or anything else. He is bigger than life figure. And it's like I came over and watched Ronda Rousey lose her first match. It was the idea was that you could see a guy become totally ineffective by destroying his, his lower calf. body. Yes. He destroyed the dude's <laughs> calf. The calf, and it was Mark Zeno was the first one and Zark Minow who said, Oh, dude, his leg ain't right. And we were watching it because, because in it, round two it was purple. Round two, the thing was swollen up blue <laughs> and purple, and we're all looking at it, how he's kind of moving. We're like, "Oh no, he's in trouble." And and that's that's I think what's so interesting about the fight is that because he made one to two mistakes in the first round of not protecting that leg from that leg kick, and it didn't matter that he had landed some haymakers. By round two, it was okay. He's fighting with with one leg. But ultimately, you don't want to see this larger than life figure go down to a leg kick. You know what I mean? Like imagine. Imagine Rocky and Apollo fought, and Apollo ended up winning because he kept going to the body with these little jabs in the stomach, and finally it hit Rocky in round 13, and Rocky was like, I tap out. That's too much. Like, 
You wanted to see this bigger-than-life creature go pound for pound with somebody and just get knocked the F out. And unfortunately, that's not... He just chopped down a little tree on his shin. Well, that's now two fights in the span of about a year. So the idea is like to get the activity up. So we're going to start seeing more, but the danger of all of this is... If that happens to him again and again and again, you're Ronda Rousey. Really, that hurts the purse. Yeah, you're yeah. done. But Rousey, the, the 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 thing that jumps out to me as I've now inundated myself with this sport, fighting, is that the entire division caught up to her so quick because the popularity of the sport grew so fast. Whereas he was technically, you you've had the scenario where Connor has been technically as good and as strong as anybody, but now it's a matter of can you fight enough to stay. Uh, I, I would say active to where you can you can stay on top of your game because you're fighting enough times rather than just once a year. Did you get to watch the Tiger doc yet? No, I have Still, not. Okay, the same I, Tiger King. The the yeah, same exact thing except for there's not a woman that's killing her husband. Oh yeah. Other than that part, and Tiger doesn't go to jail. Yeah, he or, does. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. There is that part See? then. Tiger wasn't gay. Similarities. You don't know that. Uh, you don't know what all he's into. That's true too. I mean, he was a sex addict. My point. We all are sex addicts. My point is. There was this, there was Tiger Woods. There was Tiger Woods the man. You're there was right. there was also the myth of Tiger, though. Yeah. And, and that sometimes defeated you. And when I say with McGregor losing. You you walk in having to fight a myth as well. Yes, as, as and Rousey man. was the same thing. And then when you show, oh, my God, she Tyson had the same damn thing. Tyson would beat you before you ever came in the ring. But the moment, oh, my God, someone knocked out Tyson, all of a sudden, boom, the myth is gone. So next big fight, I believe, is in about two weeks. Are there bitches fighting? Is that so disrespectful to say? I enjoyed the women fighting. There was something about watching did, a woman that could kick my ass that made me. Did, did you not get a little bit excited when I show you the picture of Thug Rose? I want to see Thug Rose fight. Okay, now too. when Thug Rose fights, we're going to make it a point. So we'll see in a couple weeks if you want to come on over for that. Do you want a cat joke? Just kidding. <laughs> Boy, how many PSAs are y'all playing right now? You can tell it's the end of the month. Talk about some stuff next. <laughs> It's now time for a classic audio fun bag moment. Brought to you by Responsibly Vodka and Norman's Electronics. Aren't you going through a divorce or something? You told me to bring it up. This was the opportunity to talk with Kirby about what had been going on with Georgia and the opportunity for them to beat Florida last week. And there was one of those very unusual but very delicious pauses. Their their backs are getting hit in the backfield before they get a chance to get up a so, I mean, I, I think that's the beginning and the end of it. You just can't run at will like Georgia really needs to for everything else to work. And that's not going to be any easier this week because you're playing the best defense in the SEC. Well, Chip, uh, hoping for the best down there, brother. Need Georgia to play their best <laughs> game so you have something uh, something really exciting to write about on Saturday yeah, long, late. Long pause there, I <laughs> Did we lose the connection for the call? Maybe that's what like we lost chip and long pause there. I can we count it? Play that one more time. I want to count. Do we get five buck blues out right there? Not we used to do Mississippi's. Can we get five buck blues for the pause? Well, keep in mind, Kincaid didn't jump in either. Oh, was John there? Yeah, they're oh, both I thought, on the, yeah. I thought John left. Here, let me hear this. In the FEC. One, two, three, four, five. Six. Well, Chip, there it uh, is. hoping for the best down right. there, brother. Need Georgia to play their best game, so you have something uh, something really exciting to write about on Saturday long, late. Long pause there. I... <laughs> Where was Kincaid? Does anybody know? Was he? He was tweeting or something at the time. This morning in the Atlanta airport, 
No one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves' 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. He was Facebooking about the election. He doesn't do that much. Long pause there. I... <laughs> Audio Fun Bag, Chapter 51, all brought to you by Responsibly, Vodka, and Norman's Electronics, 770-451-5057. Schedule that service online, neiusa.com. So what do you have planned in the third segment? Because that's the well, that's that's when we bring it on home, and I don't really know what your plan is. Well, yet. so last week's third segment, that would be Episode 50, was the sound- Man- management just walked by and saw you and kind of looked at you like, oh, that's what he looks like. Which management? Scott McFarlane. Oh, yeah. He doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, he doesn't care about you. No. Nobody does. You know, uh, they, they have a countdown they bring up on Mondays, and I keep trying to tell them, they're like, hey, it's 50 more days till Hoyt's back. I'm like, he ain't coming back, dog. Stop that. Why don't you quit putting my secrets out on the air? Okay, you got it. Go ahead. Uh, so last week we did Sounds of the Year 2015, and uh, for some reason it rattled my brain, and it's not in there. It may be my favorite one-minute piece of audio, and it involves one of our favorites, Steak Shapiro, the front row, everything else. Um, but I wanted to break it down like a... Like a Zapruder film? Like a Bruder film? A Van Gorder film? God, that was one of the funniest ones ever. Um, so genius. But I want to break down this one because it is one of my favorites, and there's so many little pieces that people who have heard it before don't actually know what's going on, and so I wanted to give them that. Speaking of years, like 2015 year in review audio fun bag. Yep. Yeah, y'all told me that like, hey, the fun bag was more tame after someone sent an email and everything else. Nah, y'all were more tame. I went and listened back to that. Y'all were ruthless. Like, I'm still ruthless when we do fun bags. It just doesn't resonate because right. there's three little, you know, sissies on the other side that are worried about their jobs. Right. And so... We were much more... Oh, my God, were you? Because when you listen back on that audio... There's... Go ahead. Like, Chuck is, like, brutally mean, <laughs> and Matt is, like, haymakers, and I'm sitting back going... Yeah, this one's really messed up. They're not good at broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> like, there is one point where Finn goes to say varieties, and he said varietals, and ah, oh, we're having a good laugh because Finn's dumb, he can't read. <laughs> All of a sudden, Chuck then chimes in from the schoolhouse depository. <laughs> like, Sandra thought varietals played third base for the Dodgers, <laughs> which was a callback <laughs> to a joke from like five minutes before. And I was like, back then, y'all were so mean. And now I can see where looking back it came across as kind of mean spirited. So it was never me that changed. No, because it was you three. You were hammering the audio much harder. Because remember the the edict that came down. Well, I had to make up for the lack of you three. The edict that came down from management. Less drops. Hoyt's heavy handed. Was stop being heavy handed. Was it like play it one time, maybe play it again. <laughs> don't hammer it because that's what was making people get very upset. You almost said his name. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. It was funny. I'm just I'm just glad that we got a chance to air that audio fun bag, and I'm hopeful to find like 2016 
and some of the other ones. Well, if it, if it makes you feel any better, Jor- Jordan. God, why do I have her on my mind? I because we're say. trying to put a show together that yeah. includes her. Oh, by the way, so this is a little fun fact or something to look forward to. So our friend Jordan DeArmond, uh, <laughs> she, she actually uh, called me this morning and said, tell me about why I should like Zach Wilson. Because obviously as a, as a Georgia grad, as a Georgia fan, all she could think about is Justin Fields for the Falcons. That's, that's it. And I told her, well, why don't we jump on like a Zoom call or something and we'll do and we'll record it and we'll just break down the tape of, of Wilson and Fields and see the differences between them. And then we turned into, wait a minute, we can turn this into another part of some of the stuff that you and I are doing digitally. And so I think that's that's going to be one of our things that we'll do leading up to the draft is we'll do breakdowns with Jordan. Whoa, 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 whoa. So you're cheating on me with Jordan, the intern. With an attractive woman. Which ironically is when Matt said I screwed up because I didn't cheat on y'all with Jordan the An attractive woman. Except this is a digital thing. Oh, this isn't like real life. Gotcha. I mean, like, listen, you and me do this face to face. This would be done over a computer. It's not the same. It's like when you know you do it to something in your bank as opposed to a real person. It's not the same. Ah, not the same at all. Understood completely. I do want to bring this up, so we'll finish off this segment and uh, get a chance to get to the fun audio that we're gonna do. So I reached out to my friend, Sandra Golden, and got a chance to just say, hey, you know, always appreciated it, always, uh, you know, enjoyed working with you. Her and I worked together over at 790 and then over here uh, at 680. She decided that she's, she's done with radio, and her biggest thing was, and this is what worries me whenever we talk about, you know, what you commit to. Hey, I might do a morning show, or I might do a midday show, or I might, if you're working, like right now, one to three might be the greatest time slot in the history of radio at this radio station. Because noon to three is the greatest. One to three might be even better. When you're working mornings from six to nine or six to ten, you do it for 20 years, do you realize how much you just look forward to sleep? That That's what I kind of look at at, at at my friend Sandra and go, oh, my God, because you did mornings for a while, and then you even thought, <laughs> like, I got to get out of this. So I did mornings. But what people don't know is I also did mornings with Sandra. When they would do, what was it? It was a business show from like 5 to 6. It was the right? 5 a.m. show yeah. that you came in at 2.30 to start your prep on. Like, that's mornings. That's like, mornings. Bert talks about mornings are 5.30 to 10 or 6 to 10 or 6 to 9 or whatever. Holy God. You come in at 2.30 in the morning. Like, bless all those people that do news because I'm sure they're waiting like good morning America like they, they wake up at like three in the morning two thirty in the morning it's, to start their day it's much more TV oriented for people to show up make up get dressed everything else that's a legitimate three thirty in the morning we're going on at five Los, I did that for a year and I was like I went to management and I was like hey I'm either going to shoot myself in the head yeah or I'm going to need to find something else to do and Sandra for some reason decided to continue to wake up she was like I can still do this every single morning and do and by the way you said hair and makeup Guess what we don't have to do as men in radio? Right. Guess what you still have to do with us as a woman in radio? You're still getting your hair, makeup. <laughs> you're still kind of looking presentable because... Like, you, it's 3 o'clock. You're wearing a hoodie and stretchy pants. Yes. Because you're a dude and you can do that. But there would be scenarios where Sandra would have to get off the air and go meet with Subaru of Gwinnett. So she would have to be ready. The rest of us... Finneran can, can show up in a jersey. And they'd be like, oh, man, that's great. You're Brian <laughs> Finneran. Yeah. Why do you have shorts and a jersey on? At this <laughs> you could do that. You could get away with it. And so I, I, I hold her in very high regard, and I wanted to get a chance to talk about it on this podcast because mornings, more than anything, will grind you. It is so hard to be successful and to do mornings for a long time. And the fact that she spent the better part of, I think, I think they started that show in like 2004. They were doing it at 790. And that she basically was doing mornings – 
for the better part of 15, 16 years, it's just, it's incredible to well, me. Well, and the thing I'll say about it too is like, I'm trying to think how many women were over at 92.9. There was Rachel Barbeau, who I killed her two dogs. You killed her two dogs. Allegedly. Yes. Um, there was Kristen Ledlow. Who basically did her did her time and then flew right over to Turner. There was another blonde girl. Is that bad to just call her a blonde no, girl? No, she had worked with the Hawks. I'd known she was she was always friendly to me. I just don't remember because it was always like in passing. And there but but think CJ? Of, CJ, that yeah, was there you it. Go. No, that's the picture. Anyways, they've <laughs> gone through that, 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 next one, next one, next, next one, one, next one, one, next one. And let's just put a woman on because it's a woman's voice and you gotta have a woman's voice on a morning show. It doesn't work unless they no. know their stuff and they know how to do this and job. And by the way, Sandra did this before they were like before when I say they were doing it before women were doing it in sports talk radio. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it was a lot less prevalent. You could look at sports talk radio and you would say, "All right, there is there's Marty out on the West Coast with San Diego. Uh, there was I'm trying to remember her name off the top of my head who works on on a Cataldi show, fabulous sports babe. Uh, but um, we're she kind of that was whatever that was a different thing. I know. I'm talking about women that were like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like th- this is this is where you knew them iconically throughout the in- entirety of Sports Talk Radio on, on a local basis, and then there was Sandra, and so everyone would then start just throwing in the next person, the next person, the next person, and you would realize you weren't getting this level of people. And and a lot of times, what was so bad about it is that because you were missing out with these other people, then there were other talented women that weren't getting a chance because oh well, so and so wasn't good at it. Why would we think the next one would be? And it was just, it was kind of the nature of the beast. And Sandra's been able to basically be that beacon that is like, hey, this is how it's done right. I'm trying to think of the way to phrase this politely. Um, look, women doing sports talk, it's not right. It's a very hard thing to do. It's not fair. It's a very hard thing to do. Like, for a woman to break into this industry and take all the shit and the abuse. I'm not even talking like on Twitter or social media or phone calls. Well, behind the scenes and everything else. I'll I'll give you you an example. I never went through it. You never went through it. And we took our ribbons as interns or whatever, but never went through it as a woman. I'll give you the perfect example. When you say something about sports that somebody doesn't agree with, they're like, you're an idiot. When I say something about sports people don't agree with, yeah, I don't agree with you. You're, you're, You're dumb on this one. When she or whoever female says something that somebody doesn't agree with on sports, they're like, you shouldn't even be there. And that's a different thing. And how do you? Res- and that's not cool. How do you respond to that? By the way, like if someone says you're an idiot, okay, I can go back check my facts. We can have this argument and discussion and go on about it. Right. When someone checks you as a female, you're a woman. You shouldn't have this. You shouldn't even be talking about this. How do you check that person? It just and that's the frustrating part of it. And that's that's where I have a lot of esteem. Uh, I, I hold in very high regard, Sandra, because of that. That is an insult that you and I don't have to take. That is, a, that is right. something that's that's out there that we don't ever have to take. And it was either Mara Davis or Steak or someone put it out on, on social media. They called her the Queen Bee. Yeah. And and when you think about it, like, everybody has their coaching tree. Hell, David Dickey's got a tree of people he's given jobs to. Steak Shapiro, who got their start from Steak and everything else over at The Zone. There is a list of women underneath Sandra. Who can point out and say, yep, yep. I have this job. I maybe never met you. But you opened so many doors that you don't even know, and it was because of her. And so... So, all hail Sandra. Queen B. All hail Sandra. Queen G? Would it be Queen Golden? Queen G. I like Queen G. All right, coming up next, we get to the audio that Hoyt really wants to play. Or we can play all the fun bag Sandra stuff as an homage. Just an homage.
It's now time for a classic audio fun bag moment. Brought to you by Responsibly Vodka and Norman's Electronics. Looks like the sun is coming up, Chuck. Shades on in Dark Club. So this is where Steak uh, attempted to get to this uh, World Series closer. And I think after just a moment of it, just said, whatever, I'll just give him a different name. Indians pitching does what they do best. On Friday and Saturday, shut down the uh, Cubs, create some runs. And last night it was do or die, John Lester. And he hands the ball to uh, Orlandis Chapman. <laughs> and that was it. A three-inning stint. Eight. Uh, he needed to get eight outs. Chapman comes in with one out in the eighth. Say seventh, I'm sorry. Orlandis Chapman gets it done. 3-2 win. Indians start the game with a home run. Audio Fun Bag, Chapter 51, Part 3. All brought to you by Responsibly Vodka. Please, please drink responsibly. And Norman's Electronics, NEIUSA.com. All right, we have now flipped the script. I haven't been on this side of the, uh, the class rooms. in a long time. Yeah. yeah, you're at a you're at the command center. I get you're to at, hit the buttons over here. You're at the chair of power while I sit in the studio, <laughs> and so I'm looking at you through the glass. And you want to take us down memory lane to finish up this audio fun bag with some of your favorite audio pieces that you've been pondering. It's one specific minute, and the clip will be a minute long, but I would like to go back and, again, check this over like a Van Gorder film, a Van Gruder film. Want to hear a cat joke? A brooder, brute, brute, brute. Just kidding. Um, they were at a bar. The front row, that's who I'm talking about, was at a bar. By the way, Lowe's, this is when they were giving us like gold. This was right the, when the show started, like the first month of the show. And for to let people in on it, that first month, <laughs> what happens in radio is when you premiere a new show, you get them out everywhere. You want them forward-facing the public interacting with the public, getting a chance to kind of build. It's, it's that guerrilla marketing aspect of what you're doing. The problem that we were having was there were technical issues that seemed like it was happening at every single place. And so you and I would be driving into work and just rubbing our hands together like, oh, my God, did you hear what happened? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? And and that's what created so much fun bag material so early on. We were doing fun bags like once a week. Like once like once every two <laughs> weeks at one point because we're like, oh, my God, I got a bunch they, of them. Because you're trying to fill out your new radio partners. It's Steak and Finn working together for the first time Yay. and Sandra and Finn and everything else. And awesome, we're going to have technical issues. So they are at a bar, and I don't know where, but you can tell it's right off the start of the show because Nernie's got his Green Day song playing. And... They're excited to be there. Here's the thing that people don't know when they show when we do road shows. When we show up, Adam Gillespie, who kind of has an interest in shows that you're doing. Yeah, I mean, if there's nothing good on the computer that he's watching, then Netflix, he, he, he or might anything. listen. Yeah, and if he's not hungry, like the time that he went to Chick Fil A when Nick Saban was supposed to come on, he just started walking downstairs <laughs> while we're in the Galleria in Alabama, and you're like trying to get him to hustle back over, but he's like, "I got this cookie. I can't hurry." <laughs> So they were there, and Adam will set up mic one, which the headsets and the mic, mic two, headsets and mic, mic three, headsets and mic. And the reason he labels them and numbers them is so he knows on his controls, oh, stake's low, I got to turn up stake. Sandra's low, I got to turn up Sandra, and Finneran's high, so I got to turn down Finneran. The problem was when they sat down, stake sat in his seat, number one. Sandra sits in seat number two, but picks up the Finneran headsets. Oh, that'd be number three then. Finneran sits in seat number three, but picks up the only headsets that are left, which are number two. Number two, okay. So Gillespie, based on that information, he's doing the volumes, but it's not going to be the right person. So this is the audio, and then I'd like to go through it. We'll we'll play it in full, and then I'd like to go through it a little bit after. 
I don't see anybody in here except for us right now. Which I'm not sure they're open yet. Maybe that's the issue. It's a full bar. Sandra, get behind the bar immediately. Yeah, just make it happen. Bloody Marys. Of course, I went back and was chatting with everybody. Let's stop it there. So we can tell. What what can we tell, Los, based off of that solo? As of right now, so when they did their mic checks and everything else, Finnerin is now extremely hot. He's he's way too loud. Sandra is way too low, just like the old gag. <laughs> Of the plane <laughs> crashing, uh, but we too low. You also start hearing her move her headset around. At least somebody is because they realize something is not right here. So based solely off that information, Adam Gillespie starts should. moving things around on on his his control pad in front to make sure that Sandra gets louder <laughs> and Finnerin gets quieter. Except for Sandra's on the wrong headset, and so is Finnerin. And so let's see how it played out. Just make it happen. Bloody Marys. Of course, I went back and Uh-oh. was chatting with everybody. I went back and had to see what was going on back there in the kitchen. Okay. So we have a technical We're work it out. Yeah. Good for steak, by the way. Steak decided, you know what, F it, let's just own what's going on at Yeah, this we got point, a technical right? issue going on, let's just get this squared away. And it's okay to own it on the air. Like, I, I would rather own the problems than sit there and try to filibuster, even though everybody else knows in the world that's listening, you're having trouble. It's why you and I have the elevator music that starts playing <laughs> when something starts happening. The and technical hear, difficulty oh, music. We're having a technical difficulty, and then you follow it up with a Dickie Broadcasting Station. Yeah, that's why we, we celebrate it. So Steak has owned it at this point. He's like, it's okay, Sandra, we're going to get you figured out. I'm going to go over to my partner, Brian Finneran. So we have a technical We're going to work issues. it out. Yeah. It wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't be a, a live broadcast. We didn't have some funkiness going on. Mr. Finneran, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. No worries over here, brother. Man. Let's stop it there. So at this point, <laughs> they realize that Sandra's way too quiet. So we gotta got to turn that one way up. But he doesn't realize as he's doing it that it's actually turning up Finnerin way too loud <laughs> because they're not sitting in the right corresponding chairs to the right corresponding headset. Which led to? I'm doing great. No worries over here, brother. Man. Now there is something out of this really loud noise, and you're going to have to listen very hard. Steak was going through, hell, I don't know what he was going through, but you could tell he had like that woo-saw kind of feel to him, that vibe of like, I'm not going to get mad at things. I'm not going to yell at board ops or engineers. I'm just going to go with the flow. We're just It's a new show. It's a new life. Everything else. I want you to listen to what Steak does then after Finneran yells in all of our ears again. I'm doing great. No worries over here, brother. Man. <laughs> Did you hear the <laughs> deep breath of like, take a deep breath. Get it together. Don't strangle Adam Gillespie. <laughs> Oh, just take this down a notch. Everything is fine. We don't have anyone listening right now. You got to put it in your mind like like no one's listening. Because if you start realizing I have thousands of people listening to this, you're much more embarrassed. And so we'll just let it ride all the way out now. I'm doing great. No worries over here, brother. Man. Lots to get to over the course of the morning. We'll hear from Matt Ryan coming up in a few minutes. Also later uh, this morning. Talk some Georgia Tech football with Sean Bedford, um, who is a really smart dude, also on the color broadcast. Football has started. Uh, okay. You know what we're going to do here? We're, uh, <laughs> check, check, check yourself before I wreck yourself. There's so much in there. <laughs> you can hear. Oh. Then now, 
Brian Finneran has been brought all the way down because he just blew out everybody's eardrums. Right, he's way too low. So Adam's starting to slowly figure it out, but now Adam has brought Brian Finneran down way too low. Right. On top of it, you can hear Steak trying to figure out what the hell's going on in his head, and you can hear Adam Gillespie. Let's listen to this last part one more time. You can actually hear Adam Gillespie yeah, He's talking say, off air, but it's being picked up. Okay. You know what we're going to do here? We're going uh, oh, oh, oh. Check, check, check yourself before I wreck yourself. Gillespie says, all right, go now. Then Finneran finally checks his levels, and we're good. And that's how you do a road show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so incredibly happy. That was a really good moment. I'm glad we did it that way. I'm glad you remembered that. All right, take us all out. Do your thing. I'm doing great. No worries over here, brother man. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.